Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season. Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready to go. I think they're going to have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed. And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallet. What comes before anything? What have we always said is the most important thing? Breakfast. What's happening, people? It is Bet and Breakfast on a Thursday. We are getting set for the AFC and NFC Championship games along with our best bets for a little bit later on today. I'm Ben. To my left on the screen is Donovan Smoot. Below me, Ian McMillan. Guys, good to, uh, to see you. Good to be back here on a Thursday uh, we got a lot going on. We're going to try out a new game on the podcast today. I'm going to debut the first episode of Pick Proper Total. Uh, and then also some uh, some fun news that we have to announce at the end of the show today uh, as well. But guys, I am I was thinking about this because Donovan brought this up at the beginning, like right before we were about to get started. And you know, I, I learned from, from many years in radio that if you have a really good take and you're, you're discussing it amongst friends and coworkers, um, if you're going on air a little bit later and you, you, you hear something that sounds really good, you say, stop, save it, keep it fresh, keep it real. I, I want to be able to react to this in real time. So Donovan, you were talking about how the playoffs this year have, have a little bit of a new feel to it. And I was wondering if you could expand on that because I, I like the direction that you were going. Yeah. And so I was, you know, I was having a conversation earlier this week and, um, you know, with, with Brian, who also works, you know, on my best side with this. And he was saying that it was, that it's a good idea, you know, and it's a, it's good for that we have new blood in the, in the playoffs with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, you know, those, those type of quarterbacks. And I was saying that it's not honestly that good. I don't like seeing new, new blood in the playoffs. I'd rather see a dominant figure, um, you know, stranglehold conferences. Um, I think sports are better when there's a, uh, you know, a Death Star to to take down. And it's just weird whenever history, like if if Mahomes continues on, if Mahomes and the Chiefs continue on whatever they're doing, and then there's this one random year where like Joe Burrow and the Bengals get this Disney story and they come and, the, and they beat him. I look back on it and I don't like that. I don't like when randomness comes into, into the play. It's like, the biggest example I can tell you, it's like in Madden, it's like in Madden, when Peyton Hillis was the cover of Madden, <laughs> that's, that's the worst cover of Madden, because you have all of these just great all-time players, and you have a year of Peyton Hillis, and so I don't think that, like, I, I don't think that, like, New Blood or, or you know, Cinderella stories are, are great. I, I'm not a fan of it. Really quickly, because I, I know- unless it's, my, unless it's my team. Okay, all right, so putting, putting that I, I'll, aside. I'll put, I'll put that, right, but, Do like, you... in, in the general sense, no. Do you feel that same way about, say, the NCAA tournament? Um, no, because I think that 
especially now with a lot of college basketball being being one and done, the the pro the programs change a lot and the rosters and the makeups change a lot. And so you're not gonna go and have like a four year stretch of of like a Christian Leitner from Duke or like um, you know, those of like the Fab Five. You're not gonna get the chance to see a core grow together. So it's kind of different there. What are your thoughts, Dan? So, like, in an ideal world for you, Donovan, just Tom Brady would have just stayed with the Patriots and they would have won another 15 Super Bowls over the next 20 years? Who wants to see that? I'm not, sick of not, them. I don't want to see the same teams keep winning. Not, not, Plus, not, part, not, part of the fun of sports is seeing the underdog, seeing the guy who, against all odds, beat everyone and then finally won a championship. There's no feel-good story about Tom Brady winning his eighth Super Bowl. Who cares? It doesn't mean anything to him anymore. I want to see a guy out of nowhere lead a team to a championship, uh, a city that's never won a championship. Those are the best stories because then you get fans going nuts all over the streets. That's what I want to see. Who cares? Nobody even in Boston even cares about championships anymore. They win too many. Stop it. Stop it. There's a reason why Tiger Woods was one of the biggest athletes in the world because he wins all the time. The, there's That's a there's different. a re, there's a reason why Tom Brady, right? Your your arch nemesis is what is the biggest is the is arguably the the goat of goats in terms of like football, right? In terms of like power rankings, there's a reason why he's there. It's because he wins. You, I can't stand when people are like, oh my gosh, it's so fun. Do you think like especially in, in the NBA, do you think that it would be fun if we got like. Cleveland Phoenix one year, and then we got Orlando Sacramento the next, it, and they're just like random. That sounds like the definition of fun to me. Yes, that's that sounds amazing. That's that's terrible, and it's it's not it's not fun. Like the we having in the NBA having LeBron go to the finals eight years in a row, nine years in, in a row. That that's great. At a certain point. At a certain point, you should look at what you're seeing and you should appreciate the greatness for what it is. Last last year, although I was going for the Chiefs, as soon as the Buccaneers won, I was sitting there and I was like, you know what? Good, good for Tom Brady. Good. I, I actually said that. And at yeah, this point, I'm happy for the guy who's won 12 Super Bowls already. You know what? He really deserved a 13th Super Bowl. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to win. It's hard to win. And listen, as a Falcons fan, I know. That you don't know what like winning the Super Bowl is like, so you don't know like what it takes to get there. But as an Eagles fan, that was hard, right? So I I know I know the process to get to a Super Bowl, and so I see Brady go and do it, and I'm like, man, good good for you, good for you. Could you keep doing it? You're you're, you're really good at your job. I don't think yeah. the Tiger Woods comparison is fair because he doesn't have a city attached to him. It's not like the city of Tiger Woods celebrates after he he wins the Masters. Because football is more about just one player. There's, 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 there's a, a whole, whole different city. conversation about who, who celebrates with, with Tiger Woods after, after he wins. But 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 Tiger in himself is is an entity, and the fact that he wins all the time is very good for for. It was good I agree with golf. that for golf, but I, I think team sports and sports where that comes from a city, uh, I think it's different. I like seeing fan bases who are used to or who have never won win something. See, I feel good. Imagine how crazy Cincinnati will go if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. Cincinnati's and never guess, won anything. And guess what will happen in two years? Nobody will care. Nobody will care if the Bengals win the Super Bowl. It means nothing. People uh, in Cincinnati unless, mean unless, something. Unless the only way, the only way that the Bengals Super Bowl means anything is if they do it again, right? If it's just a fluke, 
if it's if it's just a fluke, nobody cares. It's a flash in the pan, and it happened. So, and then and then we're gonna look back, and then we're gonna be like, wow, we really let the Bengals get a get a Super Bowl like that. There's a statue of Nick Foles talking to Doug Peterson in the outside of Eagle that's, Stadium. You think they forgot about the Super Bowl two years that's later? Re- that's really crazy. The Eagles <laughs> now are also different than are also different than, than Cincinnati because they've been to a Super Bowl before. They have they have a history of of playoff success. While they never had one before that, they also got one. But while they had never been there before that, they they had kind of been accustomed to it. But Listen, listen, and so shitty teams I don't, I, just, just I live in the basement of their leagues forever. I don't, they, they, I don't, they, they I don't, don't want, deserve championships. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take too many shots at you, Bob. So I'm going to take this one last shot, right? <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to take this. This, this the, one the last most shot. gentle of shots fired <laughs> that I've ever heard. Go ahead. One of my least favorite championships in the NBA is the Raptors championship in 2019. I'm not a Raptors fan, so because, that's all okay. Cool, cool. I didn't know because the candidate, I didn't know. But no, you, you remember it, he roots for whatever team Luca Garza is playing for. So right oh, now that's right. That's right. Man now. That is my that is my least favorite championship because Kawhi leaves the the year after, and once again nobody cares. It means nothing. It is a bridge championship, and it means absolutely nothing. The whole team was was dismantled right after, or Kawhi left, and and the Raptors like did what they did. But it has we're gonna look back and 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 we're gonna be like wow like. Can't like Canada got one. Canada got one. Like that's that's <laughs> really that crazy. championship is like a monumental really moment in Canadian sports. For you to say nobody cares just dismisses an entire country of sports fans. The, the like every thing, year, the, like the, the, the Kawhi thing, shot against the 76ers is replayed over and over and over. Like that the championship best thing, is the everything best thing we got. The best thing we got from that entire championship run, and I'm not even lying, is the meme of Drake where he's like clearly drunk and just pointed around and like look around, look around. We made this. This wasn't here. Chips that's, with the dip, that's, man. That's li- that's li- exactly. I want my chips with the dip. That's, that's it. Right. But, 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 but notice, line. but notice, it is. He said chips, plural, not one. It only matters if you do it again. Otherwise, congrats. You, you, can't you, got say, you can't say nobody cares. It's literally no, like a historic cares. moment in Canadian nobody cares. sports. In, in NBA history, nobody cares about that chip. All right. Nobody so. Cares. So this 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 has been this has been fun, and I, I know we obviously still got stuff to get into. For, it just doesn't matter for for the uh, the NFC and the AFC championship. I, I I hate to to answer this as pragmatically as possible, but I I think you're both right. I I think the issue is if you have two teams that that nobody felt were deserving, then it, it makes for a far less compelling storyline. Yes, it's two underdogs that. Having a unique, like if the 49ers and the Bengals play in the Super Bowl, I, I don't think that's as exciting as somebody trying to take on a team like the Chiefs that's been there, that's won a Super Bowl over the last couple of years. But if you have 49ers and Chiefs, that's really interesting to me. There's a rematch from the last couple of years. You have the six seed going up against the, the top dog, even though they weren't the number one seed in the AFC. You know, in March Madness, you had Butler and, and Duke, and even though the game was you know, hot garbage. I think both teams scored in the forties. Um, from a storyline angle, you had Duke at the top of the mountain. You had Butler trying to make their way up to the mountain and make a really intriguing play along the way. I think it works when you have a top dog and an underdog in the mix. Then I think that matchup becomes compelling. And where I would disagree with you on the Raptors side, Donovan, is that yeah, even though that team got completely dismantled. 
there's still a superstar there. There's still an aspect of a team dynamic that I thought was really interesting. And it was also a shock to everybody. I think when people talk about the Raptors, yeah, they're not going to talk about the dominance there, but I think that doesn't have to be the storyline. The storyline can be Kawhi went to this team, brought up everybody with a, a coach that took over, what, in his first or second year in Nick Nurse that nobody – like, I, I thought Nick Nurse was like a – I was like, who the hell is this guy? He kind of looks like me. Like, he's not going to win in a championship. I was just going to say then, that. You kind of look like him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's my, my doppelganger. So I should have naturally been rooting for him. And I was just like, I, I don't get where this guy is coming from. I don't know what the angle is. But you're, you're telling me he's going to take Kawhi and the rest of this group and win a championship? I didn't think it was possible. I will remember that team in a very unique fashion, even though they got dismantled. It's like, it's like the 97 Marlins right? Like that team played an awesome world series, um, ended up beating Cleveland in walk-off fashion. And like, even though they tore down the team, the two times that the Marlins won the world series, I remember that team very vividly for a different reason than say them reaching the mountaintop and staying there for a long time. This is, this is really good. And I, and I know that people want to want to weigh in, uh, as well. Um, although actually one, one question that just came in said, any thoughts on the upcoming NASCAR season? Um, I, I don't have any. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I cannot it, give you any insight. To that. I know this guy. This guy's this 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 guy loves. It's a big NASCAR guy. I know this guy. This guy's okay. commented on some things for the past couple of years. I was gonna he say just, if if he's NASCAR, to him NASCAR is the only sport out there. It's hilarious. Yeah, I was gonna say if he's NASCAR expert, we should be the one asking him the questions. You know, right. but I, I don't. I don't have anything. Is uh, is Jeff Gordon still racing? Is is that dude no. still around? <laughs> no, I'll right. say. Uh, uh, AJ Almendinger is that is that's that's somebody's name? Is Jimmy Johnson so. still there? Jimmy Johnson, yeah. Like I, I think we're like stuck in in a, in a different generation. Oh, well, we will have um, Daytona 500 analysis. I just think we've we've all been locked into football and college basketball and NBA and that's NHL. That's what it is. Uh, Don, Donovan's been crushing it with our Australian Open coverage. Um, so we'll we'll get to the Daytona 500 plays uh, at some point. Let's uh let's try out this new game. I- I'm excited about this. Normally on Thursdays uh, throughout the college and NFL season, we've been doing a little bit of player fade. But I wanted to try something out where we can still go through each of the two championship games. Of course, you have the Bengals and the Chiefs. Chiefs are seven-point favorites at home in the early afternoon game over at Arrowhead. It's supposed to be gorgeous weather in Kansas City. I think uh, uh, kickoff's supposed to be 43 degrees and sunny, not wind. Uh, no one being a factor there. And then in the NFC Championship game, that's going to be played inside over at SoFi Stadium. Rams are a three and a half point favorite at home with a total substantially lower that comes in at 46 and a half. So I will start this one off with Ian. Let's start with the AFC Championship pick. I'm giving you a pick, a prop, or a total to choose from amongst all the different bets that you're likely making. Which of them is your favorite? Which one are you going to go with? Uh, gonna go with T. Higgins over 70, 70 and a half uh, receiving yards in the AFC Championship for my favorite player prop. Uh, I already gave out my my picks on the spread earlier in the week, so I figured I'd go player prop here. Jamar Chase, uh, the last time the Bengals played against the Chiefs, got what was it, two hundred and sixty six receiving yards? I think it was most among any receiver uh, in an NFL game all season. So if I'm trying to big brain this pick, I would think that the Chiefs' number one concern would be to shut down Jamar Chase. Uh, they obviously aren't going to want him to uh, catch for almost 300 yards again. If they try to shut down Jamar Chase, that should open up the other options, hopefully T. Higgins. Uh, So that's my thinking for that one. I like uh, T. Higgins over 70 and a half receiving yards. All right, Donovan, the floor is to you. I like the Higgins play as well. 
Um, I, I think especially too, considering that you're going to have to double him at some point. You got Cook. That was the best wide receiver performance by any player this season, that week 17 game in Cincinnati against the Kansas City Chiefs. And to make matters worse, you just had Gabriel Davis go for, you know, uh, eight receptions, 200 yards, and four touchdowns against them. So I like the Higgins call quite a bit. What about for you, Donovan? Pick proper total for Bengals versus Chiefs. I'm going with the pick. I'm going Bengals plus seven. Uh, I still, I do think that the Chiefs are going to come out on top, but I just, I don't think that that they're going to blow, you know, Cincinnati out the door. Um, the Bengals are the fourth best team against the spread this year. They're 12 and seven. Um, our homie Peter, he wrote a story earlier this week about Joe Burrow's underdog record. Um, he's seven and three against the spread as an underdog this year. And, you know, the Chiefs as a home favorite were, were just over 500 against the spread. I think that I think that Cincinnati's offense is too explosive. I think that they're, that they're going to put a lot of pressure on that Kansas City defense. Um, I'm still trusting Mahomes. Listen, after he had a, technically a 10-second drill to get them down in, in the field goal range, I trust Patrick Mahomes with my life. And so I'm not going to bet against him this week. Um, but uh, I do think that, that Cincinnati will be able to, to keep it kind of close. All right. Fair enough. I, I think it's going to be a really interesting game. And I think from the perspective of the Bengals, there, there's not a lot of conversation about them right now, but they can put up points. They can put up points in a hurry. And you saw that evidenced already back in week 17. Uh, for my play, I am going for a total. I like the over quite a bit uh, over at plus over at 54 for win bet between the, the Chiefs and the Bengals, only because there's a wide variety of factors in play. Uh, first is Patrick Mahomes. I saw this note from from our guy Brian Jeffra over at uh, at Betside. Um, Mahomes has thrown for 31, 35, and 38 points in his three AFC Championship games. We're talking about really good weather. Uh, also, they moved the ball on Cincinnati fairly easily in the first half last time they played. They put up 28 points, just took their foot off the gas pedal last time. And you know that if Burrow is going to keep up with Kansas City's offense, they're going to have to throw. And you already have three wide receivers in Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins, two of which have had three of the top five receiving games in the NFL this season. Jamar Chase has had two of them, the number one, the number three. Higgins has gone for 196 yards uh, sometime this year as well. If you try to take one of them out of the game, there are multiple guys on the Bengals team that can beat you. And especially if the Chiefs do not have Tyron Matthew, you saw last week mentioned Gabriel Davis going for eight catches, 200 yards, and four touchdowns. At some point, your secondary is going to be decimated trying to figure out how to stop some of these guys. The game plan should be very simple for Cincinnati. is find those mismatches in the secondary, take advantage of them, and move the ball downfield using Joe Mixon to try and mix things up, incorporate some play action. So I, I think this game has total of 54 overwritten all over it. Love that play. I've already jumped on it multiple times. All right. To the NFC Championship game. Donovan, this time I will start with you as we continue our new game of pick, prop, or total. NFC Championship Rams, three and a half point favorites at home at SoFi Stadium with a total of 46 and a half. To which I ask you, are you going pick? Are you going prop? Or are you going total in this matchup? Once again, I'm going to go with pick in this in this one. I'm going Rams minus three and a half. Um, Ian told us before we came on that the consensus line is Rams, uh, you know, 51% and 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 Niners 49%. Um, so I guess I'm siding, you know, with the with the public in this one. But I, d I think that this game is going to come down to, to quarterback play. And I do not trust Jimmy Garoppolo to have a good game in, a, in, the, in the NFC Championship game. In his five starts in, in playoffs, 
He has thrown for 121.7 yards per game, and he has two touchdowns and five interceptions. I, I, I don't, I don't like like those numbers. I don't trust him. I think if you have Aaron Donald on one side, Von Miller on the other, you have Jalen Ramsey uh, on, on the outside. There's going to be a lot, a lot of pressure coming Jimmy G's way, and I don't think that he's going to be able to handle it. Uh, Cooper Cup is and I, I know that I've said that Cooper Cup isn't like a top five wide receiver in, in the league. And I, I, I said that earlier and I, I might still believe that, but he's Cooper Cup's nice and and he's gonna put a lot of pressure on that on that uh 49er secondary. I think I think Odell Beckham even he's had two subpar games against against the Niners last week though he had eight targets. He was very involved in the offense. That Rams offense is clicking right now. So I think that offensively they're gonna be able to outscore San Francisco. And they're they're going to win this game by more than a field goal. All right, Ian. Pick proper total. NFC Championship game. What's the play? Donovan, did I hear you right? Did you say you're you're still saying Cooper Cup's not a top five receiver in the NFL? I said I said I I I might. I have to go through through the list again. I I honestly haven't thought about it since since then. He's a triple crown winner. He has to be. (laughs) No way has to be anything. Let's let's get that straight. No way has to be anything. (laughs) We'll, we'll, we'll talk You're about this later. You're killing me today, Donovan. You're killing me. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going uh, with another. I'm going with another prop for the <laughs> NFC Championship game. I'm going to take an under. Uh, going to go under uh, 71 and a half rushing yards for uh, Elijah Mitchell. A little bit of a tough one, especially because we know the 49ers are going to run the ball a ton. He did slightly go over this total in their Week 18 matchup against the Rams, but I'm going to trust the Rams' run defense fifth in opponent yards per carry so far this this NFL season. Uh, and the 49ers couldn't run the ball last week against the, one of the worst run defenses in the Packers. So uh, I'm not fully confident in the 49ers' run game this week going up against the Rams' defense, and I am on the Rams as well. I think they're going to get up early, and if they get up early, uh, that's going to be able, that's going to limit the chances the 49ers will have to run the ball. So, uh, I'm not super confident about this play. Anytime I'm playing under on a player prop, it, it feels a little weird, but I, I I think the number is a little bit too high on this rushing total. So, uh, Elijah Mitchell under 71 and a half rushing yards. Yeah, Rams Rams have been very solid against the run throughout the course of the year. Mitchell's had some big games, but I, I think they're going to have to make sure you take him away. Also, I think we need to consider the health of, of Trent Williams in this game as well, something mm-hmm. worth considering. I, I'm going to go prop for an NFC Championship game. Uh, I like the anytime touchdown number at WinBet for Juwan Jennings, plus 600. This guy dropped two touchdowns the last time they played. Uh, they had no answer for him in the slot. He finished with seven targets, six catches for 95 yards, two touchdowns in that matchup. And even if you're saying, all right, we can't let Jawan Jennings beat us. Well, you still have to take care of Debo Samuel. You still have to take care of Brandon Ayuk. You still have to worry about Elijah Mitchell. There's just plenty of playmakers. And then, I'm sorry, I, I didn't even include George Kittle in the mix as well. And you have to worry about him in the middle of the field. So you're probably going to have to put some of your best slot corners over there, it just opens everything up for Juwan Jennings in this matchup. Um, he clearly knows how to exploit uh, the Rams' pass defense, and the fact that he's already gotten multiple touchdowns and plenty of looks and targets, uh, this seems like an ideal play, even though you're chasing it a little bit for an anytime touchdown. But plus 600. I mean, Trey Lance is plus 800 to get a touchdown. You're telling me that a guy 
at plus 600 and Jennings who's already done it multiple times this year. Can't get back in the end zone. To me, that is an absolute steal of a line. And I love it for the NFC championship game. Before we uh, get out of here, we of course have our best bets for Thursday, January 27th. We like to wrap up our show by going through our favorite plays of the day. Uh, so Donovan, I will kick things off with you. I'll follow up because we're both on the same game and Ian, you will close things out. So who do you like? Uh, I'll, I'll keep this one short. So I like the under in the Sixers Lakers game. The under the line is at two nineteen. Um, the under is three and two in the last five Laker games. The Sixers are the fifth best team in the league at hitting the under, and the Sixers play at the fourth lowest pace in the in the league. I think this game, especially with Anthony Davis being back, I think the the defensive potential of this game is is a lot higher than what it would have been about a week ago. So I, I think we can kind of keep this one down below two nineteen. All right, very good. I'm going to go with that game as well, but I do like the Sixers to, to cover at home. I think a lot of folks are going to be on the Lakers. They always remain a very public team in the fact that you're just, you can get them at plus odds right now. They're going to be a popular money line pick against the Sixers, but Joel Embiid right now is on a whole other level. He has become the MVP top favorite over at WinBet right now. Last four games that he's played in, 42 points, 14 rebounds, four assists, 38-12-6, and 40-13-6, and six. 50 12 and two he's on an absolute tear right now even if davis does play i just don't know if you're going to have anybody that can slow him down inside and they're also finally starting to, to make a few more shots despite them playing with a fairly slow pace so i, I like the undercall uh, even though the lakers have not been a good team defensively this year but the sixers play slow they like to try and be as efficient as possible but i, I do like them uh, to cover that one and a half tonight ian you're on the college side a little big 10 action between iowa and purdue what's the play over there yeah, going to take uh, Iowa on the money line here. They are slight underdogs. Uh, I think Purdue's a, being a little bit overrated. Uh, are they a good team? Yes, absolutely. Are they deserving of being two-and-a-half-point road favorites It's road favorites against Iowa? I don't think so whatsoever. When you look at a lot of the stats in this matchup, the two teams rank very similar in a lot of them, 91st and 94th in defensive efficiency, first and fourth in offensive efficiency, uh, and one of the things that I like about Iowa the most uh, is that they don't turn the ball over whatsoever. Third fewest turnovers per possession in the country right now, only coughing up the ball on 12.3% of possessions. That's going to be big uh, at home, home underdog, uh, conference game, obviously. I'm going to take a shot on them. I, I, I just think I, I, I would set this line at around to pick them. I think Purdue is just a little bit overrated right now. So I'm going to take a shot uh, at Iowa at home. Yeah, Iowa's always been a, a very dangerous team at home as well. And uh, they like to push pace. Purdue likes to try and slow things down just a tad, but some very talented scorers on that Purdue team. Before we get out of here, quick fun little announcement that if you enjoy the pod uh, and you've been listening to us or checking us out over on YouTube or on, uh, on Twitter uh, throughout the week on Monday and Thursday, we're going to do a special show this upcoming Sunday, a special edition of Bet and Breakfast. It'll be myself. Ian, Peter Dewey, uh, who's normally on with us on Mondays, and special guest NFL insider over at Fansided, Matt Verderam. He's going to join us uh, before he goes on for the Arrowhead Attic live stream ahead of Chiefs and Bengals. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you guys will join us. 1 p.m. Eastern, we'll go through our favorite bets and props and plays for both of the championship games and also start talking about some potential Super Bowl props and futures as well in the mix as well. You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you guys check us out and join us for that. And that is, of course, our show for my guys Donovan and Ian. Hopefully uh, the fighting has stopped and uh, everybody can get back in harmony after. No, nope, Donovan's saying yeah, he's done. Never. He's done with you, Ian. We'll figure it out. <laughs> 
But a lot of fun. Appreciate you guys joining us. May all of your bets hit today. And we will be back on a special bet and breakfast this upcoming Sunday. Until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Be good.